Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Mitzorah, Tavshin, Ayin, Aleph for this year. Just a scheduling note, next week, uh, Bezrat Hashem will be the Haggadah year. I'm not sure which night, depending how far Shabbos Haggadah is going, either will just be a Haggadah year instead of the Parsha year. If there's time, then maybe we'll have Tuesday and Wednesday night, one Parsha, one Haggadah. But uh, we'll send out the, uh, the emails in terms of the schedule, but at least the Haggadah year will be, will be next week, uh, tentatively on Wednesday. 8.30, it'll be a little bit earlier because we need more time. Um, and then um, we'll see about uh, Achremos, it's a great parish, I don't want to miss it. But uh, So we'll see We'll see what there's, what there's time for. Okay, but either way, for now, we are in Parshas Mitzorah. The last week, Tazria, this week, second half of Mitzorah, a lot of issues related to Mitzorah as most of the Parsha takes up that that topic. So we'll start off with Perak Yudalid, the beginning of the Parsha, third Pasuk in the, in the Parsha. Hashem says to Moshe, this is what a Mitzorah does. A number of them, Mepharshim, point out, not for now, but just to ask the question, and that is, the Parsha that talks about how Mitzorah becomes Tahar is called Mitzorah. And the Parsha that talks about how you become a Mitzorah is called Tazria. Okay, you might say it's the first word. But still, no, there's always no... no, no uh, Coincidence, no, nothing without reason in halacha. And here, Mitzorah is the parsha of Taras of Mitzorah. The Lubavitch Rebbe has one answer, but I'll leave it as a question for now. So this is the laws of Mitzorah when he becomes Tahar. He's brought to the Kohen. The Kohen goes outside the Machane. The Kohen goes out. Where does he go out to? So as we know, halachas of, one of the halachas of a mitzvah is that he has to go out outside, outside all the camps and outside the city. He has to sit outside the city further out than any other Tameh person. But there's an interesting halacha quoted in the Mishnah in Mesechah's Kalim, the longest Mesechah in Shas, 30 Prakim. The Mishnah says in Kalim and the Be'er Yosef in source number one quotes it, the halacha is that a mitzvah is only sent out of walled cities. If it's not a walled city, he could sit, stay in the city. He's only sent out of the walled cities. As the Mishnah says in Kalim, the first parak in Kalim talks all about the ten levels of Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, going from the most intense, the Kodesh Kadashim, and branching out to all of Eretz Yisrael. So the cities that are Mukav Choma have more sanctity, have more Kedusha than the others. Because you send out from them the, mitzvah, the people who have Tsaras. As the Medrash says in Parsis Naso, So if a city does not have a wall, then a Mitzorah is allowed to stay in. Skip down a couple of lines. Nimsa, next paragraph. If it doesn't have a wall, they can stay in. If the originally he was in a city that wasn't Mukav Choma, he could travel around. Either way, that's the halacha. And the question is, he spoke Saras. The point of his punishment is to be alone, to think about his, think about his actions. 
So why should there be a difference if there's a wall around the city or it's not a wall around the city? Okay, it has more Kedusha. Okay, we're on the heels of Purim. And um, we know that the Kedusha of 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 Mukavas, not the Kedusha, but the status of Mukavas Choma when it comes to the story of Purim. But Ulam Yeshli Ten Bazetam, Os Beis now. Timechtira Tor Ala Metzor L'Shalcha Michus L'Gimel Machanos. What's, why should be a difference relating to this specific halacha? If he's Tameh and he has to be outside because that's his ownish, let him be outside any city. Why Dafka outside a Mukavas Choma? Says the Ber Yosef in his own creative creative way. And, I, and I've had emails that should have more Ber Yosefs. I'm trying to be Mekayim a little bit. Uh, start off with one tonight. Line 7 in the second column. The Gemara in Erechen tells us, What is that Pasuk teaching me? What could I give you my Yosef, what can I add to you? Lashon Ramiya. Amr Kadosh Baruch Hu Lilashon. Hashem says to the tongue, Kalevarav Shel Adam Zekufin Viatamutal. All other body parts stand up straight. You're lying down. The tongue is horizontal. Kalevarav Shel Adam Mibachutz Viatamibefnim. All other body parts are outside, and you're inside. Velo od. Hashem says to the tongue, I put two walls around you. I gave a person two protections to guard his tongue or her tongue. I gave a person teeth, and I got some dentists sitting here. I gave a person teeth, and I gave a person lips. There are two guards on the tongue. What more can I do? What can I give? What can I add on? You, you trick, you, you beguiling tongue. What do you see from the Gemara? Every part of a person's body serves a purpose. We might not understand the purpose of every body part, but every part of our serves a purpose. The Gemara in Ksuba says, why don't we have pinkies or earlobes? That if we hear Lashon Hara, we can either fold it over, or what's the purpose of an earlobe? You can fold it over, or you can stick a pinky into the ear, so you don't hear the Lashon Hara. Every body part has a purpose. Says the Gemara, teeth, and lips, part of their purpose is to act as wall as walls for the tongue. The tongue, which is the koach which is known as the semel of of dibur. What more can I give you? There's no other body part that has so much shmira. Right, it's the other chazal that I did not give you about the story of the of the king that needs special milk, goat's milk, and all the body parts after, or lion's milk that the um, the the body finally got lion's milk. Bring it to the rabbi, bring it to the king, and every body part is arguing. Well, it was the legs say we were the ichor because we we. Uh, we ran and did it. And the arms say, well, we got it. And the mind says that we thought it. And the tongue says, no, no, no. 
I am more important than all of you. And when they come to the king, he says, here is your goat's milk. And obviously, the king got very upset, and the tongue says, look, I'm in control. Chazal used that as a mushal to say the tongue is the, is the, is the defining, one of the defining parts of our body. The Gemara says there are two guards for it. Lachain says the Ber Yosef, maybe that's why Dafka Bate Arechoma. Because what did the Baal Lashon Hara do? He was porates his chomos. He went out of his walls. He went out of his gedarim. And therefore, Mida Kenegan Mida, he sent out of the chomos, the walls. And he'll sit outside those walls, gazing in, yearning to come in, knowing that it's out of his control. It's up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when he's going to come tar or not. But the message is that when he's sitting on the outer side of the walls, he'll think to himself, I went outside my walls. I went outside my guards, my teeth, my lips. That's Mida Kenegad Mida, because he went outside his walls, so to, it doesn't mean that if somebody lives in an unwalled city, they can speak Lashon Hara all day. It just means the halachas of Sakharish Brechel can figure out other ways to, to get a message across. But in terms of the details of Hilchos Lashon Hara, so it only applies to the, to the Bate Arichalma, to the cities uh, with uh, a wall around. Okay, that gets us, gets us rolling. Okay, most of the discussion that we're going to have tonight, the thoughts are somehow related to Saras. That's most of the, most of the short Parsha that we have. But uh, we'll try to draw out various messages for our life. Okay, that's number one, the Bar Yosef. Second idea is based on one word in the Rambam. I think we've discussed this Rambam before. Every year we should at least chaz this Rambam once. Sometime, Tazriyam Mitzorah time, we should read this Rambam, the last Rambam in Hilchus Tumas Saras. The Rambam says in source number two, in general, the Rambam in the last halacha of his Svarim, not always, the last halacha of every Sefer, he borders on Hashkafa, but even halachas that are not at the end of every Sefer of the 14 books of the Rambam, but he gets into more general Hashkafic terms. See here at the end of Tumas Saras, after he talks about all the halachas of Tzaras, the first, the first number of Prakim. So he says, we're not going to read the whole thing, part of it, as we know, first comes Tzaras on the house, if he's chozer, but wonderful, and if not, it goes to the clothing, and if not, it goes to the person himself, until he gets the message. And then the Rambam, for the first time in the halachas, talks about where does Tzaras come from and why. As we said last week, we will not translate it as leprosy, because it's not, it's not what we, modern leprosy. Modern leprosy is not the description of what saras is according to the, the Torah and according to, according to Chazal. So the Rambam says, line six, V'yim amad barisho ha'ashi yisrafu mishtane oro v'yitztara v'yehi muvdal u'mufursam levado. Achelo yisasik v'sichas rasham shihi aleitsus v'lashen haro. The Torah specifically goes out of its way and says, He shomer b'negat saras, guard saras. You're not allowed to cut off at saras spot. It's an iser daraisa. It's one of the Shei Zechiris. Remember what Hashem did to Miriam. There's an assay, says the Ramban, not to speak Lashon Hara. I don't know if we're getting that assay right now as we're learning. Might not be that every, while I'm sleeping, I'm getting mitzvahs every second. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm eating, L'chor, it means in a situation where I could speak this Lashon Hara, or I could accept Lashon Hara, and I don't, that's the mitzvahs assay, according to the Ramban. 
Right? This is Asesa. Oh, remember what Hashem did to Miriam. Omer, his bonanu. How many times does the Torah say, think about this? Remember this, not too often. A few, a few major events. Sechira Sisias Mitzrayim, and maybe Maimon Harsinai, Miriam, Shabbos. Miriam probably wouldn't have made our top six. And yet the Torah puts it in there. Remember what Hashem is. She's speaking about her baby brother. Come on. What would the siblings say? He's my little brother. I'm supposed to do that. And she risked her life and she saved his life. And she didn't even mean to talk negatively. And she wasn't even insulting him really. What was her mistake? She just equalized Moshe's nevuah with her nevuah and with other nevuahs. We discussed this in Parshish Baloscha in past years. That was the root chait. They didn't recognize the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu. And he was on a Mikaladam. So she didn't really mean it. She didn't really say something so terrible. He didn't really care. And yet, and yet the entire Jewish people had to wait because Miriam got saras. If that's true, Kavachomer, Beminoshal Kavachomer, obviously in every other situation. And therefore the Ramam says in the second column, Anybody who wants to direct his ways, we should stay away from people who we know bring out the worst in us. And people who we know are going to tell us things that we don't want to know. And sometimes it's hard. It's human nature. We always want to know everything. What is this? We see in shul, right? In shul even, we see three or four people talking on the side of the shul. We got to know as the, 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 what's the hawk? Right? That's what we say. We have to know. That's human nature. What's going on? Maybe one time we should conquer. We, should, we don't have to know. Whatever I need to know, I'll find out eventually. I have to know everything. What's going on with this person and that person. The Rambam says we have to think ahead. Whoever wants to be mechavin their archa, their derech, to stay away. So we're not caught in their trap. And he talks. We didn't get to the word yet. Let's skip a few lines. Finally, towards the end, says the Rambam, after quoting a number of sukkim, Avai says, what type of Groups should you stay away from? Sichas Rishaim, Sichas Batzlanim. But then the Rambam says in the last four lines, Avol Sichas Kesherei Yisrael v'Tzadikayim. But the Sichas of the kosher Yisrael and their righteous ones, Eina Ela B'Divrei Torah V'Divrei Chachma. There's always something talking about ideas, as we've quoted various times. Great people talk about ideas, middle people talk about things, and little people talk about other people. So we have to be great people. Kodesh gives us the Amma Nivchar. We have to talk about Torah and Divrei Chachma. L'fichach, Kodesh Baruch Hu, Ozer al-Yadon Mazakos, and Baruch Hashem helps us. One question. What does Kesherei Yisrael mean? And how does that relate to Saras? The kosher ones among the Jews? Not such a common phrase. Sadike Yisrael we've heard of. Chaside Yisrael even we've heard of. The Kesherei Yisrael? Why in this context specifically does the Rambam use the term Kishere Yisrael? That is the question of the Yom Simcha, Rafrid, in his Sefer in source number three. He picks up on this word, Kishere Yisrael, line seven. The Ishlahayir, Almi Machavin Rambam, Kishere Yisrael. The Havel Lichtov, Tamidah Chachamim. Say Tamidah Chachamim, what's Kishere Yisrael? See, of course, there's another time we have Kishere Yisrael. The Gemara mentions it. In Shabbos Kufhei, the Gemara says, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu Sofran Umanich Lebeis Gnazav. If somebody cries for an Adam Kasher, Hashem takes those tears and holds on to them. Again, what does Kasher mean? Now we're in the we're in the time of year. You should have a Chag Kasher V'Sameach. What is Kasher? When you to, use that to talk about a person. What is an Adam Kasher? Adam Kasher doesn't speak Lashon Hara. An Adam Kasher, if you cry about Adam Kasher, what's Kasher? See, he says, fascinating pshat. He quotes Hawacha in Yaradeya. Probably the last place we would have looked to answer this question in Hilchas Trefus. I guess they are kosher. Kosher and Trefus. Maybe we wouldn't have looked to the last. But says the Hawacha, We know the Hawacha is if an animal is walking around, but we know the animal has certain crushed limbs. We know it's going to die soon. That animal is a Trefus. And therefore, even though it's walking around, it's treif. The second paragraph of Chulun lists all of the halachic treifs. Okay. Zayin Sham Ba'of Let's say there's a bird, and we're not sure if it's in the status of Risukevarim. It fell into the water, maybe it hit a rock, maybe it maybe there was a problem with it, and that's why it's not flying. We don't know if this bird that fell into the water is in the category of Marusakevarim. Crushed limbs. So how do you know if it's kosher or not? Says the Shulchan Aruch, could it swim against the tide? If it could swim against the tide, you know it's a kshera. If it just if it gets carried away with the tide, you know it's a treif. It's a risa kivari. Hasim and havikain. Im ha'ov holichim amayim. If the bird just goes with the water, with the flow, havisim and shenisrasek evarov. It doesn't have the power to go against the water. If it goes against the tide, then that's a simon that it's kosher. It's not a brusa givarev. Chazinan says the Yam Simcha beautifully. What determines if something's a kosher or not? Could it go against the tide? Could it go against the environment around it? Taluyim holech im azerim o keneged azerim. The adam sholech keneged azerim. If haolam, if somebody could stand up and go against the tide, that's an adam kasher. That's a kasher not only by birds, it's by people too. The eno nigrach or hevli haolam haris adam kasher v'roy livkos alav. That's a person to cry about. cry about a person who could go against the tide. He says, that's an Adam Kasher. We mentioned two years ago, Parsha Shmos, the thought that the Medrash says in Parsha, in Parsha Shmos and elsewhere that Moshe Rabbeinu had many different names. Moshe Rabbeinu had the name Zanoach, Avigdor, many names that Moshe Rabbeinu had. But the name that stuck was Moshe. Why didn't Moshe stick? Out of all the names, that was the name that Basia gave him. Right? That was the, that was the name Moshe. So we mentioned, what, what's the significance of the name Moshe? He's pulled, he's pulled from the water. What's the significance of, of that name? So we mentioned then, two years ago, Parsha Shmos, that water is the ultimate in conformity. That's what water represents. If you put water in a, in a circle container... It becomes circular. If you put water in a square container, it becomes square. Whatever you put water in, so that's, it takes upon itself the shape and the contours of the environment of which it's in. 
Moshe was minhamayim ishisiyu. Moshe was the ultimate in nonconformity. Moshe Rabbeinu grows up in Basia, Bas, in Paros, he goes out, he kills the Mitzri. He goes somewhere, he starts, what does he do? He, he breaks up fights when it's not even his business. He goes to Midian, to a bunch of non-Jews. Right? He stands up, he goes against the tide. That's Moshe, Minamayim Mishisihu. That, that was the goblet of his name. That's why he became the goal of Yisrael, to help HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says that's that's what makes somebody an Adam Kasher. Moshe was the greatest Adam Kasher we ever had. Says the Am Simcha, that's the Rampa. Dafka and Saras, Dafka and Lashon Hara, where it's so rampant, so rampant, so widespread. Dafka there, you got to go here. The Sichas of the Yehudim Sherim Yisrael Kasher. The Betchilas Alachasham Mevara Goring L'Daber Lashon Hara. What's the Goring? What's the root cause? The Adam Roish Anoshim Omdim Yachad. People, the people see that other people are standing around. Umadabrim Uboshu Lelech Misham. He feels bad. I don't want to leave. I don't want people to think like I'm. Uh, I'm not. A, I want peer pressure. I can't leave. I got to hear this conversation. Why not? They're going to think I'm such a frummy. I'm not going to listen to it. Ela Omeit Shem of Shomel Dramasurim. Aksheri Yisrael goes against the tide. Sometimes we have to stand up and we have to do what's right because we know what's right. That's Ksheri Yisrael. You know it from a halacha in day. Okay. Moving right along. We know the process of the Taras and Mitzorah is stated here. Pasuk Hei, V'tziva Kohen. Kohen gives the command that's Shachar HaTzipar HaEchaz. There are two Tziparim. One Tzipar is Shechted. One Tzipar is let free. And the Kohen sprinkles on the Mitzorah seven times. The Tziharov, the Tziharov, the Tziharov, the Tziharov, the is set free. And Pazach Chesnel, the Chibes, Hamitaheres, the Gadav, the Gilachas, Kol Saro. He washes his clothing, he shaves his head. Varachas, the Mayan Batari goes to the Mikvah, the Achar Yavala Machaneh, the Yasham, Michutzla Ahalo, Shivas Yamin. Seven days. The Ibi Amashu on the seventh day, he gets another haircut, a Chulu. Seven days, seven days, that's the key. Many Tahara processes in Halacha are seven-day processes. Sometimes I'm tummy for one day, but if it's more than one, it goes to seven. If I'm tummy mace, I'm tummy for seven days. Anida is tummy for seven days. A zava, gedola, is tummy for seven days. Different halachas between the zava and anida. So why is tum always seven days? The magic number seven. Why seven? That's the question of in the Hegyonah Shal Torah. Why seven? So he has two ideas. Why seven? So seven we know symbolizes nature. Fine. But beyond that, how could we use that idea possibly to explain why Tahara is always in forms of seven? We could even say in Yonah Diyom, in a couple of weeks, the Arachayim HaKadosh quotes a Zohar, Svir Saomer. The time period between Pesach and Shavuos says the Zohar is Klal Yisrael getting ready for the marriage to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Shavuos. And just like a woman goes to the mikvah after Shivan Akiyim before she gets married, Klal Yisrael as a whole have to have Shivan Akiyim before they get married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Torah is the, is the, mar- is, is the Ksuba, and we get married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as Chazal described, and says the Arachayim, don't think weeks and days is not the same thing. If you have a whole nation, you need weeks and not just days. So even on a larger scale, we have sevens. So Arachayim and Parshas Emor. So why is it? So why is it? Why seven? 
Line six. So two ideas. First idea. The Torah wants to be motzi from the lave of certain people who might make mistakes. The fact that there's a concept of tuma in Yahadus might give the misimpression that there are different sources of tuma and tahara. There's the dark side and there's the bright side. Might be different sources of it all. There's like those fools. People think there's there's evil and there's good and God's in charge of the the good and the evil is a different source and God's not in charge of that. was only in charge of half the world. That is not true. As the Puzzle says in Eicha, it's a rhetorical question according to the Mepharshim. From Kaddish Baruch Hu, what lotetzi haros v'atov, don't go ever my Hashem? Of course they do. Kaddish Baruch Hu is in charge, is in charge of everything. Hakol tali ba'adam, ba'kohu yachol lehishtamish l'tovo l'ra. Everything is connected, to, is dependent on us. And depending on how we live our lives and how we act, that will determine Tuma and Tara. The Gam Harasha Bala Adam, who Gmo shall onesh Hamisharesis Atov. La Oresa Adam. Ula Hadrika Derahishara. Everything in life Akashbarak was in charge of. We don't understand a lot of it. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't understand a lot of it. Tomorrow's Dafyomi. Moshe Rabbeinu sees Rabbi Akiva getting martyred in the future. And Moshe asks Hashem, I don't understand it. And Hashem says, Be quiet, I'm not giving you an answer. Stoke. That's what he tells Moshe Rabbeinu. About Rabbi Akiva. That's the highest level. We can't, we can't, we can't understand how, but we know. We know it's ultimately from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Gama chaluka l'tuma v'tara ain't a chaluka shemein shlila v'chiyav v'chlaten. It's not total break, total separation. Everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The whole parashat saras and somebody has to sit outside the machaneh. It all comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Skipping to line 23. Tuma v'tara hain it's two sides of one coin. It's part of creation. It's part of how Kodesh created the world. It's part of the perfect system, which a lot we understand and some we don't. We have free choice. And our free choice brings certain situations to us. But it's all part of my sabracious. And therefore, line 31. As an acknowledgement that all Tuma, besides the Tahara, all the negative, all the raw, which is symbolized by Tumah, also comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's all in terms of Maisa Bracious. It's in terms of Briyas HaOlam, Tumas Meis, Tumas, Tumas Meis, why seven? Why is it coming for seven days? Because I acknowledge this is part of the Briya. I acknowledge HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge of this situation as well. Even though the person says, I just lost a relative. 
and they don't understand it, and it's so dark, and they feel Hester upon him. They're telling me for how long? Seven days. It's an implicit acknowledgement. HaKadosh Baruch you're in charge. My sabracious. This is all part of the divine plan. Tumat Saras, my sabracious. That's the seven. That's the seven whenever it comes to Tumat. Tumat Nida, Tumat Ziva. It's all part of the divine plan. Tuma does not exist by itself. It's all part of the larger scheme. And then he even adds. He even adds. Oh, he didn't add. I didn't give you the continuation. He even adds. Maybe that is possibly why. Um, actually, I'll wait with that. I'll say it. Uh, I'll say it soon. Let's let's wait. That is the first idea. Connected to this, before we get to a second answer of why seven, but the same idea as everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we just have to have the right glasses on to see it, is seen later on in the Parsha as well. Later on in the Parsha, get a question that is asked by many. Parsha talks about Tumas Saraas on houses. Nige Batim, source number five. Saras on houses. There is an opinion in the Gemara Masechas and Hedrin which says this never occurred. This never occurred. So this is Machlokas. But some, there is an opinion that says Ben Soramor never happened and Irani Dachas never happened and Negebata never happened. Those are the three. One of my Talmidim asked me this week though, according to that Manda Amar, if houses never happened, but don't Chazal say that's the first step? First, it goes to the house, and if you don't listen, it goes to your clothing, and if not, it goes to the prison. So then you're basically saying that nothing to us ever happened, not just Nikki Button, because that's the first step. If that never happened, never got the uh, second and third base. That's good cash. I didn't see the question anywhere. But um, unless you sk- if somebody was so bad that they skipped part one. They skipped part one. Okay. Anyway, so that's the, that's the parsha. Halacha later on that if, if there is Saras on, on a house. So Rashi quotes, we know the Rashi, Pirish Rashi, source number five. Really, it's a good thing to have Nagam on the house. Why? Because what do you have to do when you have a Nagam, you have Saras on the house? You have to break apart that spot on the house. And when you break apart that spot, what is, what are B'nai Yisrael going to find in the houses? The halacha only applies in Eretz Yisrael. They're going to find all these treasures that the non-Jewish nations hid in the walls before they came into Eretz Canaan. Wonderful, so it's really a wonderful thing. Ask to all the mafarshim. That's what. That's what. Even before that, the Medrash also says, "Once the Kenanim heard that the Jews were coming in, they hid their they hid their money. They thought maybe we'll come back one day. We'll come back one day." I told their forefathers that I'm going to bring them in and they're going to get everything good. So therefore, Akash Baruch Hu puts neg on the houses in order to then cause them to destroy that part and find the treasures. Wonderful. The kasha that many Mepharshim ask is, isn't Saras an Onesh? Saras is a punishment. You get Saras on the house as a warning signal. The first warning signal. It's the first symptom that you see. You get Saras on the house to give you a message. So what does Chazal mean? Ah, oh, it's a bracha. So Brachah, you get Saras in the house, to say, great, I'm, where's my treasure? person should be happy while they get Saras in the house. That's the question of the Moshev's Kedim. Right, and the Arach in line 12 says, what, HaKadosh Baruch couldn't figure out any other way to make the Jews rich? Why don't you keep the Onesh as an Onesh, and the Osher as the Osher? What's the message? Dafka through the Onesh. You bring the Osher. Says the Osher's HaTorah. It's exactly the point. 
What we're talking about. Why is it for seven days? Because it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it's not plain Ron, it's not plain Tumah. Eleterius line 14. This is what Hashem does. Because He loves us. He's like a parent. Even though we have, we have difficulties. And sometimes they're, they're, they're difficulties. Situations that people go through. But ultimately we know that Kodesh Baruch Hu is the He has our best interests in mind. It's all going to turn out. Why did Yosef end up going to jail and spending so many years? It was all to set the stage for Am Yisrael so they could be able to live there. Borrowing from Shimshon. Cain Khan, so to here, line 17. Yes, it's a B'sorah Ra, but you know what? Deep down, ultimately, you'll see. You'll see that it's a bracha. That's the message of the Onesh turning into the Osher. Right? The, many of the Bali Machshavah say, it's the same word, same letters, Nega and Oneg. It's the same letters. What might start off as a Nega really is ultimately meant to bring a person Bring a person Onek. And that's how we have to view Saras of the house. And that's, that's answer number one. Why is it seven days? Because we view everything, everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. Number one. Okay, second idea. Second idea of the Hegyon HaShel Torah relating to why, why seven days. Similar, but it's not exactly the same. Page, source number six. Source number six. Okach. A different shot. Tuma zuchoshech. Separately. They don't work. They're, they're, somewhat, they're somewhat different. They kind of work in opposite directions, but they're, they're both stand on their own. Tuma zechoshech. Tahara zeor. Even though they both come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you want to say that, acknowledging the first shot, they are opposite ideas. There's darkness and there's light. There's choshech and there's or. Lefnei b'riyas ha'olam ha'is ha'aretz ha'obah ha'choshech. Before HaKadosh Baruch Hu finished creating the world, everything was in a mixture. There was irbuvya. There was tovah vohu. V'yachar kach or v'choshech v'sham shem irbuvya. Rach b'sof hivdil Hashem b'in or v'in ha'choshech. At the end of the final process, there was a separation. B'chinas in malchus nogaz v'chaver to kamali nima. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, or you serve me now, choshech you serve me now. Sun, you serve me now. Moon, you serve me now. Ain inyan meshutaf in the choshech. There's no inyan meshutaf. Choshech barak acharei ha'or ne'alam. V'ha'or ba'acharei choshech ne'alam. It's one after the other. There's no mixture. From a human standpoint, we have what's called twilight. We have ben ashmashos. But that's only because we're human. That's what the Medrash says. Why is there a concept called Tosef Shabbos? Because we don't know exactly when Shabbos starts. doesn't matter how exact... The news is, with telling us that we don't, we don't get, we get a satellite watches. It's still not as exact as the Kaddish Baruch Hu needs it. So we have to accept as we add on, but Kaddish Baruch Hu knows. Kaddish Baruch Hu knows exactly when does the Or stop and when does Choshech start. They're two different ideas. There's Choshech and there's Or. There's a separation. The same thing with Tumah and Tara. There's Tumah, there's impurity, and there's purity. Two different concepts. And they don't meet. Usr, line 8. A person can't be pretty... I'm pretty tar. I'm pretty tar. No, no, no. Somebody's pretty tar. It's full yom. He's on his way from becoming tar. He still can't go into the base of Mikdash. 
Mechus Kippurim. He's been tar for, he's been tummy for a week. He's almost there. He has to bring a carbon. He still can't go into the base of Megdash. There's full tara and there is full tumah. Continuing. Hazman Boishtamish Borei Olam Latachem Tchumin Meduyakim Bibriya. Ula Hotsi Osami Matzav Shal Tova Bahu Hayashivas Yamim. Maisa Bracious was seven days. And that's what it took to complete the system, the perfect system, where nothing steps on the toes of anything else. Not No Bria, or Vachoshech. Yes, it was earlier in the seven days, but that's what Maisa Bresha symbolizes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is setting each part of the Bria in its perfect spot. So a Mitzorah, who now has gotten his Tumentara mixed up, and he's confused, and his life is Berbuvia, he needs his own Maisa Bracious. He needs his own way of, of separation between Tuma and Tara. Now he's Tame. And for seven days, it's going to be in a state of hopefully creating back. So after that week of his personal Misa Bracious, then he'll be able to be in a state of Tara totally separate than his Tuma. There was Tova Vahu, and now after seven days, it'll be Tara. And he even continues and adds... Maybe this is why, one of the reasons that he goes into a mikvah as well. Why a mikvah? What's the symbol of a mikvah to bring Tahara? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu originally, in the creation of Tum and Tahara separately, or in Choshech, or, there was, there was Mayim. There was Mayim all over. And only afterwards, Mayim, when the, everything went out from the Mayim, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu limited the Mayim, only then was there, was there creation. Line four in the second column. It was mixed up. And he did it through the prism of water as well, which he mentions in the in the interim. So two ideas, why seven days? They both obviously connect to Maisa Bracious, seven always connects to Teva, but number one is because it's an acknowledgement that everything comes from Hashem, even the state of Tumah that I'm in, all types of Tumah. Number two, because I need my own Maisa Bracious right now because I'm all confused, the Tumah and the Tara in me, and I need to, I need to uh, get on track and separate my own Tumah and my own Tara. Okay, moving right along. A couple of other ideas. One more idea related to Saras for now, and then we move on to the next part of the Parsha. Another Chavetz Chaim. Got a lot of Chavetz Chaims in... Uh, actually, I don't think we mentioned Chavetz Chaim. The first of the two Chavetz Chaims, right here. Source 7 and Source 10. Chavetz Chaim notes a Pasuk. Very fascinating halacha. Paragudalit Pasuk Tezayin. In the process of a, a Mitzor becoming Tahar. So we know that he has to bring... In Meseches uh, Menachas, we're learning about this now. He has to bring a little oil, a lug of oil. He has to bring as part of, besides the carbonus, he brings oil. Some of the oil is sprinkled on him, and some of the oil is sprinkled. The pasuk says in pasuk Tezayin, the tavala koenis esbohay yamanis min Hashem and Hashar kapo asmalis vehizam min Hashem and veetzbao sheva paamim lifnei Hashem. He sprinkles it seven times in front of Hashem. That's the halacha. What does Lefnei Hashem here mean? Outside the Kodesh Kadashim. He sprinkles it towards the Kodesh Kadashim. That is the halacha, what is done with the, with the oil. This is the Chafetz Chaim. That's pretty amazing. 
The avoda of a mitzvah is done in the Heichal towards the Kodesh Kadashim? Says the Chavetz Chaim, source 7. Hine matzinu b'Torah. Kishaosa adam eza averish achayavin alzono kares. Valshikagaso chatas. Maybe chatas. When we do any Avera, most Averas that we do Bishogeg, we have to bring a carbon and it's brought and the Avod is done on the outer Avera, But if the Kohen Gadol does an Avera, he's already has a higher responsibility. His Avod is done closer in. The higher the responsibility, the more egregious the error, the closer in the avoda has to be. Fatamu kipshuta. Why is that? Line four. To bechal averish adam ose magia hakilko lamalo baolamas hakadoshim lefigodol nishmaso. Our mitzvos and our averos have tremendous effects in shemayim. We we can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. And the greater potential we have, the greater the mitzvos and the averos have. V'yadua shekol ma'ase anu roin baolamazeh yesh be'inze lamalo. There's a parallel to everything in this world and the upper worlds. Yesh Yerushalayim Shalmata. V'yesh Lamala Yerushalayim Shalmala. V'yesh HaRashem Shehu HaRabayis Lamata. V'yesh Lamala Makom Shedikra HaRashem. Everything has a parallel. Line 8. Hinei Kesha Adam Chotei Hu Machnus Tumal Lamala B'Makom HaKodesh. So when we sin, when we do something wrong, so then we are not only affecting ourselves here, we're affecting the upper worlds as well. Again, it's called Shekinah Kalvachomer for the positive. And the more potential we have, says the Chavetz Chaim, the closer in it is. Line 13. If you look at it in this way, says the Chavetz Chaim, every Pasha Yid that speaks Lashon Hara and gets Saras, the blood needs to be sprinkled by the Kodesh Kadashim. What's the message? What's the message? That the avod has to be almost l'fnaim And even more than that, says the Chafetz Chaim. Just parenthetically, Moe Baravi of Rosenzweig, I think I once mentioned this, Rosenzweig said, the godless of Rabbi Yisrael Meir, HaKohen from Radin, the Chafetz Chaim, it was unbelievable. But writing a Mishnah Bura, it's unbelievable. But you can understand how he wrote the Mishnah Bura. There was a Shulchan Aruch, and there are Mepharshim on the Shulchan Aruch, and he put together the Mishnah Burah. It's mostly based on the earlier Mepharshim. You have to obviously have it on your fingertips, but you can understand how a person might be able to come up with a, obviously, it's on, on his level. But what's his, um, his uniqueness is Sefer Shmir Salashin and Sefer Chavetz Chaim. Because you know what he did there, said Rav Rosenzweig? He came up with a new area of halacha. There was nothing before the Chavetz Chaim called, oh, let's study Hilchas Lashon Hara. Let's learn Hilchas Shmiras Halashon. There was nothing. There were Chazals scattered throughout Shas, Gemara, Midrashim. It wasn't organized in any specific way. The Chavetz, it was Hil- it's Hilchas Shuva. The Rambah has Hilchas Shuva. The, Sh- the Rabbi Yonah and the Miri have Hilchas Shuva. Shuva has been put together. Study Hilchas Shuva. The, but where else do you have a set of the Chavetz Chaim put together? All the Chazals, all the Halachas, all the Musr. That's his uniqueness. Obviously, the Mishnah Baruch also. But that's his Gabbos. So here we're reading some of his words. Shemir Salashin. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Number one is the Kodesh Kadashim. Let's think about something else, says the Chavetz Chaim. What does the Kohen Gadol do? The one time you go beyond Lufnei Hashem. Beyond the Parochas. Says the Shemir Salashin. 
23. What Avodah does the Kohen Gadol do in the Kodesh Kadashim? Yes, he sprinkles the blood of the animals to bring Kapara for Kala Yisrael. But first, Ktoris. Ktoris, the special incense. What is the Ktoris Machaper for? That's the first thing that he does, the most holy, the holiest uh, avoda. What is Ketaris Mechaper for? Says the Gemara in Yuma Mem Dalid, Mechaper is It's Mechaper on sins of the tongue. Imagine, imagine a Klal Yisrael that we would have control of how we speak about each other and how we speak towards each other and how we speak towards our family and how we speak about other Jews and other sects of Jews. Imagine what a different, what a different world we would live in. But that's where it starts. And that's why there's such an emphasis. And even though we usually read Tazriyam and Sorah, and it's not so exciting, but we have to emphasize and try to dig in and see what we could, what we can improve on and which areas uh, we could we could better ourselves. Because it says the Chafetz Chaim, it's the Kodesh, it's in the Kodesh Kadashim, and it's even outside the Kodesh Kadashim. Every person who's involved in this. Okay, so let's use that as a as an inspiration that Rambam that we read before in this Chafetz Chaim. Okay, moving a little away from Saras. Second half of the parsha discusses halachis of Tuma and Tara. There is halachis Ziva and uh, Nida and other halachis. It's one halacha, one shuva, one shuva, which shows the amazing shoulders that Mo- Rav Moshe had. We spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu before. I mean, Moshe had Moshe had Moshe. Lo kamka Moshe. A shuva nigris Moshe in source number eight. Rav Moshe was asked the following question. There was a question that there was a Young girl, young lady that was going out with a guy, he had an alamilus. He had alamilus. But his parents weren't from. And it was clear that his mother didn't go to the mikvah before he was born. And there is a meseches kala that says that maybe it's not such a good idea to get married to a ben nida. A ben nida, a child who was born from an isha, a woman who didn't go to the mikvah, is not a mamzer. A mamzer is only a, woman, a married woman who has a child out of, out of wedlock. But a ben nida, there's an isakaris for the parents if it's, it's bemazed, but the child is, 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 is tainted, so to speak. It's pugum. But there's no iser. But there's a chazah that says it's not such a good idea. So the question that was asked of Moshe is, what am I supposed to do? My daughter, my friend, whoever it was, was asked, is going out with this guy. Shasha line five in source number eight. Imyasi Labito Bakar Shutamat Chacham Vyure Shamayim Uba Midas Yisharos. He has tremendous midos. She's never been to the mikvah. Shim Kenu Ben Anida. Shaafsha Ben Anida Kashala Kalva Aflakahuna. Even though Meikara din, it's okay. Become Akam Iva's in Yipagam. It's what we would call Pasnished. Right? We would call come on. No, not, not my child. Right? So, that was the child, but here it was happening. So they asked for Moshe. Shein Roy, but the Mesechah's Kali Rabbasi says that these types of children are on line 12, Azpanim. They're brazen. They have brazen, they have Azus. So, that was the question to Rav Moshe. So here's Rav Moshe's godless. What does Rav Moshe say? Rav Moshe says, remember, we're not dealing with a halacha here. We're not doing with, dealing with an Isr da Araisa that we're trying to get, get, get out of. We're dealing with an Eitzah of Chazal. What did Chazal say? Oh, a Benanida is a certain characteristics and therefore stay away. Says Rav Moshe, but look at this boy. 
He's a Balmidas. He's a Balchesed. He's a Yerei Shamayim. He's a Tamar Chacham. V'kivan shu ben Tarev Yerei Shamayim, harehu simen she'eno ben Hanita. Says Rav Moshe, the Posek Hador, you see from his Midos that he must not be a ben Hanita. You can't rely on this to matter and iser, but to go against an advisement of Chazal when you see in front of you this is a wonderful boy. Says her Moshe, Mary, and it's wonderful. What do you mean, not a Ben Anita? You know she never went to the mikvah line 20. It's possible. Why? Maybe before the child was born, the mother went to swimming in the ocean. Bathing suit. Even though it's not not totally. Come on, that's you don't need kavana to go to the mikvah. Ramosha says it might work out in the heavens. That Chodesh Baruch knows. And look at this boy. His midas tell us that he's not a ben anida. So Tova, go marry this boy, enjoy, and it's no problem. And I wouldn't matter an Easter for this, says Ramosha, but to matter this. I would. That's a posik. That's somebody who understands people and understands the halacha, and he says the message of the halacha. That's her motion. Okay, two more ideas for tonight. One, let's skip to the haftorah. We don't always get to read the haftorah for Parshas Mitzorah. Parshas Mitzorah has the haftorah, the story of the four lepers. If you remember, there was a tremendous famine. Very difficult. I don't know why the Haftorah doesn't start with Pasuk Aleph in the Perak. It's in Malachim Bey's Perak Zayin, Pasuk Gimel. The first two Pesukim are pretty important to the story also. I don't know exactly um, what the source, of, we know the source for Haftorah is, but why this Pasuk and not that Pasuk. Let me just read you the two Pesukim before the Haftorah, because you have to get those to understand the Haftorah. Vayomer Elisha, Shemu Devar Hashem, Malachim Bey's Perak Zayin. Vayomer Elisha, Shemu Devar Hashem, Koramar Hashem. Hashem says... This is Elisha giving a nevuah. There was a terrible, terrible famine at that time. Food is going to be so cheap tomorrow. So, so cheap. Going to get food for nothing. The officer to the king. The shalish answers Elisha. Basically, yeah, right. Vayomar, Hine Hashem Ose Arubas Bashamayim, what? Hashem's gonna make windows in heaven, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain wheat. Hayi, Hadavar Hazet, it's gonna happen. Vayomer, Elisha says, Hincharoa Be'inecha, Umisham Lo Tochel. You know what? You don't have Bitachin, you're gonna see it, and you're not gonna get it. And then we have the whole story, why it's this week's Parsha, maybe it starts over the Pesach Gimel, because the first Pesach has to do with Saras. Okay, fine. But to get the message of the story, you got to know those first two Pesachim. And there were four, four lepers that were sitting Pesach Hashar, right, there was a whole siege around, around, the, uh, around the Yushalayim. So there was a whole famine. These four Mitzorahim were outside the Machanem. That's why they were outside. They say, hey, we're going to die anyway, so we might as well go outside. And not stay here because we're going to die. And they go outside and they see everybody, the whole camp is gone. And that's how they were able to get all the food. Fine. And then if you skip to the end of the, 
at the end of Aftarah, and they chased after the uh, after the enemies, and they have exactly what Elisha said. And the king said to the shalish, "Go stand at the gate to make sure people uh, behave themselves as they go out of the gate to go get the food." And he puts the shalish there. The shalish turns around and sees all the food. He turns around to the gate. People trample him to death. So he sees the food. And he dies. That's the last passage in Torah. And he dies. That's the end of the Torah. Ask Rav Saratskin. That's nine la Torah. This shalish didn't have bitachon, right? Didn't have bitachon. Is it that chi of misa? Why did he deserve to die? How is that mita connected mita? Right, so a lot of us don't have bitachon sometimes. Right, sometimes we dive in for something and hopefully deep down we think that the tefillah is going to be powerful. But why was he chay misa? Mita connected mita. And this is, this is the source, the first daf in, in Chelek, the last paragraph of Sanhedrin. This, what's the source for mita connected mita? This story. They quote this story. We discussed that last year, two years ago. Why is that the source? But anyway, so the, in source number nine, the Zion Latorb, Sorotskin asks, why is this the source? Why did he die? Vanirali line ten. Shashalish Amar Dvar Lafehamelech. The Shalish, this whole conversation happened in front of the king. And if you even read the end of the previous parak, in Parak, in Parak um Vav, Parak Vav, Parak Zion, you will see the king wanted to kill Elisha because Elisha wasn't davening that the famine should end. And Elisha says, Don't worry about it. So Elisha basically saves himself. He says there's going to be food tomorrow and the king believes Elisha. And what does the shalish say? What are you believing him for? He's a fool! It's not going to happen! You should kill him! That's what the shalish is saying. The king didn't kill him. What was the Shalish doing in effect? He was trying to get the king not to believe the Nevuah and the Melokil Elisha attempted murder. Kashazama! Similar idea. Attempted murder is Chayim Misa. That's Mita Kenegad Mita. He wanted to kill Elisha. Got to look at it in context. Sometimes you can't understand the, the, the story. You got to look at it, the whole story in the Navi. Why was he Chayimisa? Because he wanted to kill Elisha. That's Rav Saratskin. See, look, if you look, not gonna, I didn't give it to you, but if you look in Rav Saratskin's grandson's sefer, the Rinas Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak Saratskin. If you look at his sefer on Navi, he quotes this bar and he doesn't like it. He says, "My Zayda says this." He says, "I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a real Chayimisa." But if you look there, and I, uh, I didn't give it to you, he tries to give a different shot of why he was Chayimisa. Okay. One final thought for the night. One final thought. Perak Yudalak Pasach Chafalif. Yudalak Chafalif. Back to Saras for a moment. Pasach by Shlishi. V'imdalhu. If the Mitzorah is poor, v'ein yadoma seges. If he's poor, he can't bring all these karbanas. He could bring one kavis for an asham, for its nufen, one isar and solas, bal and mixed in with oil. Right? He's poor. Says the Chafetz Chaim. Second Chafetz Chaim for the night. Source 10. There are some people that daven and think to themselves. A lot of times we serve Hashem in relative terms. We look around us, 
Hey, I, I, I'm not perfect in my davening, but look at him. Right? I, I'm not this, but come on. Look at my neighbors. Look at my, look at this, look at that. So sometimes we have that attitude in our Vodas Hashem of relativism. Says the Chavetz Chaim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a separate package for each Jew. Every Jew has a separate a separate peckle. He has your abilities. Here are your tests. Here are your challenges. Here are your strengths. Here are your weaknesses. This is you! Now serve me the best you can with everything that you have. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Right? Even by Mitzorah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'll accept this from you because this is your financial bracket right now. V'imdalu, what's the message? The message is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks, as each, looks at each of us separately. Everybody is unique. Every, somebody has more abilities, they have to do more. And they have to do more. Every, everybody's unique. Once had a Rebbe that after having his 10th child or so, so somebody asked him, so Rebbe, what number is this? This is, this is my number one. This is my number one, and this is my number one, and this is my number one, and this, they're all number one. Because they're all unique. They're all special. They're all in their own package. Right? There's no relativism. Right? Everybody, whatever a person achieves, they achieve that with their ability. The Baruch Hu looks at their own co-hosts. And just to end off with an amazing story, the end of Source 11. We'll do the first part now. Feel free to read it. It's a nice story of Rabbi Yonah. The second half says that Tamar Chacham once told over. It was a Tamar Chacham that was riding in a taxi and the taxi driver told him, I once had the schus of driving the stipler. Once had the schus of driving the stipler. He says, oh yeah, tell me what happened when you drove the stifler. He says, the stifler was talking to me and he asked me what I'm doing. Are you, I'm, a, I'm, a from, I'm a from, I have a, I have a kippah. He says, are you coming out to eat the matar? He says, I told him, yeah. He says, you know, after, after the, the long day driving, driving taxis, you know, I, I go, there's a shear and I go to the shear, but, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty sad that every night, two minutes into the shear, I'm sleeping. My head's on the Gemara. It's exa- I get up at five in the morning, I, I, I go, I go learn, I, I go, I go work, and I, it's exhausting. You ever travel just on the, whenever we have to travel, you have to go anywhere, you're exhausted afterwards. You drive for an hour each way. Much, much, it's, it's traveling. So imagine a taxi driver drives all these exhausted. So he says, I go to the shear, but I fall asleep. Now, I wake up by, by, by Kaddish after, after the shear. You know, that's it. So he says, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, that's what I do. You know, what kind of Kavaiti Tamator is that? I know it's like nothing. I know it's whatever. What can I do? This is Kachave. Uh, this is the Nitzias. I know I'll probably give up the shear. I'm not going to get anything out of it. I just sleep. Says the stipler. With a smiling face on line 34, he says, no, 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 no. Your shear is amazing. You go to the shear. You fall asleep on the Gemara. You know what you're going to that shear does in Shamayim? It's unbelievable. And even though you don't feel it, I can promise you, you're doing the best you can. You're working, you work hard. He's got to work hard. And this is it. He goes to the shear. That's his amel as he tries. Every, you, you cannot, he, he, nobody would be able to push themselves more. He's doing the best he can. That's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu demands. Vim Dalu, Vim Yadam Aseges. He's a Dal, he can't do more. Kaddish Baruch Hu said, this is what I expect from you. It's the opposite also. Somebody can't look at him and say, oh, look at him, he's sleeping. Okay, I'll come late. I'll, I'll be here for the second half of this year. I'll get it when the rabbi reviews it all. No, no, no. Everybody's in their own parsha. Everybody's in their own parsha in both directions. 
So we have to make sure that we realize that Gadish Hu loves each of us separately, has a unique package for us, and Vimdalhu, wherever we are, we have to try to do the best we can and fulfill, fulfill each and each of our potential. Okay, we'll stop here again next week. We'll be Haggadah and maybe Parsha. We'll, uh, we'll see. Wednesday night will be Aishir. If we have another one, we'll make the Haggadah Tuesday and Parsha Wednesday. But as of now, let's leave it for Haggadah on Wednesday. Uh, it'll be at 8.30. We'll announce where it's going to be. Announce where it's going to be.